Aliens. Aliens. Aliens today. Yesterday. Tomorrow. And tomorrow. Aliens. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. (laughs) Sleep safe, everyone. (laughs) Kathy is an alien. All right. Today on the show, we are going to talk about the Alien franchise. I thought that maybe there were some of these movies that I hadn't seen. And when I rewatched the whole series here in the last few weeks, I realized that I have seen them all. I just, some of them, I only remembered like a visual or two of them. Fair. But now I have a memory. Well, mostly I've forgotten some of them already. Not really, but I have forgotten chunks of them for sure (sighs) because some are better than others. That is a very true statement. One of the truest statements you've ever said <laughs> on the show. Because the bad ones okay. are bad. Well, and I imagine that we will have opinions on each one. I always have opinions. Yeah. And I may get elbowed in the face for some of mine. Listen. I may throw potato chips at Kathy for some of the hers. The only one who's getting elbowed in the face is David Fincher. <laughs> All right. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, shall we? We're going to go in order of the franchise. They will. There will be spoilers. Uh, if you don't care about that, then great. Can Come I open? Along. Can I open this can first? Sure. Go ahead. Be sure to do it in the mic. There you go. Okay. What are we drinking? This is a uh, the watermelon bubbly sparkling water, which oh. I love. I think you've shared one of those with me before. You know, for two years, I couldn't find it here. I'd only find it when I'd go visit my family in North Carolina. Oh, and now they have the, it. the couple markets by me have it all the time. So it's usually wow. a summer flavor, but it's super good. I am drinking a zero sugar wild cherry Pepsi. I have realized in recent years that don't come for me. I am a Pepsi fan. I am a Coke Zero fan. Uh, yeah, you've been drinking Coke Zero for years. I and I... And I had never really tried it. Honestly, the last 12 months is the first time I ever tried a a Coke Zero. And it was good. And then I realized that there was the same zero sugar of Pepsi. And I really like Pepsi. And this has zero calories as well. So it's just a variety. And I had never tried the cherry one. What's interesting is I I don't love Pepsi, but I like Pepsi Zero. Mm. And I also like Dr. Pepper and Mountain Dew. Don't judge me. I am a white trash Midwest kid. I like both of those, and judged. those are Pepsi products. Yeah, so for sure. I do like a lot of Pepsi products. Yep, I like uh, all the things you listed. Dr Pepper, like Diet Dr Pepper, was my jam for. Many I do years. the Diet Dr Pepper Zero and the Mountain Dew Zero. I'm not gonna lie, you're an alien. I am. Speaking of, yeah, I did that. Alien, 1979. Ridley Scott terrified the shit out of Shan. Sigourney Weaver, a a. A horror entry movie for me into the world of horror. I burst out of that tummy into the horror world just like that alien. I really did. I love this movie. I still love this movie. I, I watched this movie. this movie for this episode, even though I've You've seen it a of million course, times. Seen it a million times, but there I was. It doesn't get old with my snacks and my headphones on in that first forty minutes. Oh my gosh. I, know. I love it so much. It holds up. It like really I, does. even even the alien stuff. No, it does. I it mean, holds I th- up. I think that I was with Alien and Aliens. I was watching the special effects and there are several years in between the two. 
an alien special effect wise is not that far behind. No. It's really does has withheld time. Yeah. There's so much great stuff about this movie. Agreed. One one being that the characters actually were written without any gender assigned, even though Ripley was was not thought of as a female originally. Right. right. So there's so much like really cool just stuff before they even started filming so much information. We're going to do some alien facts with Kathleen. Oh, I can't while. wait. Right, uh, right after we finish talking about this one movie, we'll do facts. But I think that it's important to go into talking about at least the first three, understanding yeah. that this cast was intentionally written androgynous. Yes. And I think in this first film, so much of it was ambiance. There was, there's very little dialogue. Yeah. The atmosphere is 10 out of 10. Like if you're going to oh judge, God. you know, if I'm always going to rate atmosphere. So when you hear from me about horror movies and any of our reviews or anything, I'm always going to rate atmosphere. Like I always think about it. I'm not sure I've always been super conscious about like making sure I mention it. So I am going to be intentional about that. About which forward. part? Sorry. Atmosphere. Oh my God. Rating the atmosphere because atmosphere is super important for me in any horror movie. And Especially some horror movies these. are like really well written, but they're, they kind of fall down on the atmosphere and it might be a reason why I don't like it, but yeah, Alien is 10 out of 10 with that. I think one of the things that maybe people don't realize also, besides that androgyny of the characters and the way they were written, is that at the time this movie came out, this was novel. Oh, yeah. This, there was so much novelty. And sci-fi has the a cross to bear with novelty. If we know it and we've seen it and we figured it out and horror has this cross to bear as well. If we, if it's over and over and over again, yes, you can get a certain amount of camp and of course you can get a dedicated audience, but if you want it to be something that a lot of people see and not just the horror horror community, you need novelty it's why like Ari Aster's movies have taken off. It's why Jordan Peele's movies have taken off. There is novelty. There is newness. There is yeah. something about it that's different. And at the time, this was it. Yeah, everyone tried to do this later. Yes, and they even still in, are. <laughs> if you look at the movies from the '60s, which there that was a huge uh, sci-fi apocalypse going on in the decade of the '60s. It was very different, though. It was about right. the end of the world, and it was about humans and and aliens being something that were far away. This is this was really the first. Mm -hmm. And they also chose something like digging for oil, which is a brilliant way to keep the movie for sure timeless and relatable because oil isn't equivalent to the dollar bill, or you know, it it just it's this you kind of forget mm -hmm. and it's written so far into the future that all of what they use still applies. Absolutely. And there are, there are differing views about what the ideas around this movie were. Like Ridley had a different idea than the producer. The producer had a different idea than the original writer. So there's a lot that's going on there. And Ridley just kept that sort of 2001, of course was a huge influence and that, that, empty space feeling that you have in that spaceship is just like it's bar none it's still one of my very favorite films so it's funny too because the original film before all the editing was gorier and and at the time it was going to be given an x rating mm -hmm. which is crazy to think about <laughs> i'm so glad they didn't yeah. though because holding back is better 
Well, yeah, and it wouldn't have become what it was with that rating. People would have gone into it already with an idea. Yeah, and we're talking, and I was just mentioning about how, you know, if you want a lot of people to see it, if you wanted to be cross the genres, then there are certain things you need to... I think it's why making um, horror films that are PG-13, I know we're probably going to talk about that later in the season, we are. why those are so much harder because you cannot... the you don't have the same crutches and can be so much more effective sometimes. Yes. In the creep, in the atmosphere, in the scary, it has because, to be. because there's boundaries. You have to rely on the story. That's right. And so it's just a different vibe. We are going to do an episode on PG 13. So look forward to that. Number two. <laughs> All right. So aliens, 1986, oh, this, you know, there are some people that actually like this film more than the original. This movie is considered one of the greatest science fiction films ever made. I, I was reading somewhere that I believe it was Aliens, not Alien, that they said this movie is literally as as perfect as a movie can be made. There's no flaws. There's no, like, this movie. And if you ask people who are alien purists, so, like, remove the versus predator, remove the Prometheus, all that, they'll say, like, there isn't one flipping flaw in this movie. Wow. I What I enjoyed the most about Aliens was that this was the first moment, when I'm watching this movie, I found myself rooting for both the alien and the people. Yeah. And I think that... That's hard to do. That is really hard to do. That the alien was written with feelings, empathy, mm -hmm. protective qualities. One of the reasons why I think this movie did so well for me, I can only, my experience was, it really tugged on my heartstrings. Once the alien, like I was at a war with who I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I enjoyed it because of the novelty at the time, and I loved Alien so much. And I didn't watch this movie like in 1986 when it came out. Like that just not wasn't my jam at the time. I was doing other things. But like having watched it later, I guess because Alien is so great to me, this one didn't hit for mm. me as much. Rewatching them now, I see, I see its brilliance and its fabulousness and all of that. And, you know, I mean, I have a figurine over there of, of Sigourney in the in the thing that she, whatever that's called, the big suit she wears at the end, mm -hmm. the big uh, machinery that she ends up using to save herself in. But I did enjoy this. I mean, there are so many fun character actors oh my in this God. movie. And this ensemble was great. Yeah, the little girl and pulls on the, you know, this whole series uh, is about, procreation it's character building it's world building mm -hmm. we start to care you know we we start to care about bishop the the right the android that we didn't care about uh we didn't care about ash it builds in the first on one. all the stuff uh newt comes in right the little girl that and, and we find out i think it's the beginning of this or maybe it's the beginning of the third one we find out that you know ripley has lost her daughter and yeah. so there's this whole thing and then their relationship Bishop and then also Michael Bean's character is really great. Too, yeah, these so. first two, you know, as far as recommendation are concerned, if if this is the series or this is the franchise that, you know, you're the person that hasn't seen them or whatever, those first two are really worth a watch. You know, just watching these first two, I think, is really a 
is really a an arc of a story that that really works. And you know, it's it's interesting because Alien Three, who is David Fincher directed, Alien Two, James Cameron directed. And it's no wonder James Cameron got such a big head. Uh, You're right. <laughs> and Ridley Scott directed the first one. And I wanted to mention that all three of those directors directed an alien film in the very, very beginning of their career. So Ridley Scott had done TV and he'd made like a movie called The Duelist. Alien was literally like his second movie ever. And obviously it became a phenom. Aliens was directed by James Cameron and he had already done the Terminator, but mm -hmm. that's in Piranha 2. Mm -hmm. Like that's all he had done so far. If you mm -hmm. look at now of his canon of yeah. work, yeah, yeah. like, but that's all he had done when he did this movie. Alien 3, which we'll now get to, was David Fincher and he had done music videos. David Fincher? This was his, I know, we're going to get into it, but this was his first movie. This was literally David Fincher's first movie. And he went on to do Seven, The Game, Fight Club, all of these big movies that many of us really like. But this was literally his first movie. And yeah. you can tell. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but and, also the script is. And his narcissism, you know, allowed him to deny his association with the film after the release, stating that there was too much interference by the studio. He was like, oh, I, I didn't do this film. It's like, well, dude. Maybe that was true. I don't know. And don't maybe really it know. was. But all I can say. Anywho. <laughs> David, David Fincher, I, with the exception of Seven, to me, he's always, and I, I know this is not a popular opinion, he's fine. He's fine. He's overrated in my book. This movie was not only a dark, depressing, slow fucking burn, it was the most horrible film coming off of two right. aliens, which was so strong. The yeah. first thing they do at the beginning, a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, so I'll give you a second to pause it or turn me down or shut me off, is they kill off Michael Bean, Bishop, and Newt. So now you're left with a cast you don't care about. There's no strong character development. It's the dumbest decision to to kill off the three redeeming characters that would have lent some, I mean, I think the only character I cared about in Alien 3 outside of Ripley is Charles S. Dutton, who plays Dylan. Oh yeah, he was great. He's the only one I care about. Everybody else is replaceable. They're forgettable. Um, the, maybe the one cameo with Bishop makes, but then it makes me want him back. Yeah. And it's depressing you spend the, I spent the film mourning the old cast and like just going, I really don't care. The only thing I found good about three was the ending. So this is the prison one. If you guys <laughs> have, you've seen all of these and you're not remembering which one this is, this is the prison one where she's in, you know, a prison and pregnant, uh, pregnant an alien. and uh, you know, almost gets raped and all that. I was kind of that part of it where, you know, of course, they're going to be, you know, she's a woman in an all-male prison. They haven't seen a woman, and they're practicing religion in order to, you know, get rid of their bad, poor thoughts and all this. It's just like, ugh, this is an awful premise. And, of course, they're going to try to attack her. But for me, it was like, okay, it's 1992, right, when this movie came out. And I'm like, I guess it wasn't as tried and gone. They guess they hadn't gone down this road enough at the time, but man, is it just so uh, like, Oh my God, why do we have to have another movie where the woman like gets assaulted? And I just, I had to watch it uh, in four sittings. 
So I didn't have to do that. I, I just, you know, I really like Sigourney Weaver. So I just, I just decide, I'm like, oh, this is the prison one. Cause I didn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I just threw it in. What's next? Oh, okay. This is the prison one. And I just, I tried just to concentrate on Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. and watch her performance, which I thought was great mm-hmm. as always. Great. And you know what I'll say about this one is it was 1992. So the effect, I was working in uh, Hollywood, maybe like five, six years later, working on a show that had heavy visual effects. So I know what they were working with. And the brilliance of the 1979 Alien is that I you knew what you were working with. And so what did you do? You created atmosphere, tension. Every time you saw the Alien, it was very dark. You only saw bits and pieces. It was just the head. You know, you used Geiger's artwork to really amplify everything. You know, you see a thing come out of a stomach. It's all practical. It works. In this movie, what does he do? There's too much Alien. Yeah. It's too obvious how bad your budget was. So, I mean, that is my biggest criticism of this movie is that there's too much alien. And having me say that is really weird because I like a lot of creature in my movies. And so normally I would like that. But too much Corey Haim. There was too too much alien because the aliens didn't look great. No, the only scene I like is is the one where he comes up and sniffs, or she comes up and sniffs her. That yeah. that iconic scene. There's moments. There's I mean, moments. For the sure. end. The end of Alien Three. What she does. I love that. I love what she does there. And that was how I knew I had seen it before. Remember how I said yeah. like I didn't know if I had seen some of these. The very end. I'm like, that's, oh, that's it's the most that memorable. One. That oh, it's and the, the lava one. That and the scene where the alien comes up and sniffs her. Those are the two most memorable parts. Yeah, like I remember going, oh, I just, oh yeah, and <sighs> even the guy that she makes a connection with. Yeah, and then we are seeing some humanity. Like, if he could have lived and been with her through the whole movie, that would have helped me. There was because m- it's like nothing have the humanity have the humanity with her that's what has made these movies so which is why don't kill off the the few characters that you have now i get dutton didn't die till the end so that was great but you've already this is on on the you know coming off of bishop and newt and michael bean dying so it's like it's like okay you're gonna forge a relationship with a new character so so build it having human and build it up which they tried to do and then kills him off like one of the first fucking kills and i'm like dude well and you know aliens alien to aliens start you start to build also and i've talked to a couple other people about it so i know this is not just in my mind Mm -hmm. you start to build this like why am i also finding a relationship with the alien. Like I'm also having yeah. empathy for this alien. Yeah. In Alien 3, yeah. it, it's just a monster. Yeah. There's no none of that until yep. we get to resurrection. That's right. So we get to resurrection, which is the fourth installment, 1997, also directed by a, re- a new director, a French guy who went on to do Amelie, which is an amazing mm-hmm. French movie. He also did Delicatessen, which I'll tell you in 1991, sort of took the art film uh, world by storm. It was a very popular sort of art house movie. He had only done Delicatessen and then goes and does Alien Resurrection and then goes on to do Amelie, which was just a brilliant film. 
I call this the science one. <laughs> well, uh, this is, I think, as much shit as this got, because I think people, there I was, see that. there was, there was a lot of space between three and four, resurrection. Yeah. So when resurrection came, I remember my mom and I went and saw this in the theater because she had come home after Alien 3, go, mom, how was it? She goes, this is the most fucking depressing movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and so she, she's one of my influencers of the horror and sci-fi. So I was, we always tend to have very similar. And so we went and saw Resurrection together and Winona Ryder was in it. And a lot of, a lot of yep. people gave it shit for having Winona Ryder yep. and you find out things about her character. Here's the thing about Resurrection now after watching these in order. Because yeah. when I originally watched Resurrection, I was like, eh. But now following on, you know, the heel of mm-hmm. three, this was actually a great attempt to make a story out of the mess of number three. Yeah. And I found myself again having a lot of empathy for the aliens who are now not even asked to be created. This was a Frankenstein movie. This was about a scientist who said, I'm going to recreate this and I'm going to control it. Ripley becomes more human again throughout the film. She starts to empathize with one of the aliens. Even though she's like a not. Mother. She's not. But, but she starts to get so that, that crazy? back. And that scene where she's losing her child, mm-hmm. that scene, like, I, I felt that grief. I mean, it, it was like, oh, my God. If you remove all of the extra from this film, to me, it got back to some of the heart and although as a whole, the movie was whatever and it wasn't really well respected, after three, I think it, it was a good attempt at redeeming some of what Alien was about. I think it bridges a bridges a gap or uh, crosses a bridge or whatever the fuck yeah. that saying is. Because, <laughs> you know, there's one thing about this director and, and the movie that I had seen before them, you know, Delicatessen, it's like very, a lot of heart, a lot of emotion. And, you know, this was written by Josh Whedon. So yes, it was. Like, I forgot. So let's let's not forget what Josh Josh Whedon does really well is relationships, humanity, people, dialogue. Like, and this was around Buffy, right? I, yeah. Well, right before before it, obviously before Buffy, like a yeah. year before, maybe. But like, uh, yeah, and how? Who knows how long the script was in? You know, whatever. Yeah. But it's funny because they what they did also the look of it. They went back to the OG look. They did. The dark grayscale colors of all of the scenes. The OG wet alien. In three, like you were saying, the narcissism of whatever of that project was, unfortunately, it took out all the things we had established. And one of the things about the alien creature is that wetness. You see it in all the movies that follow this the dripping of acid but also the dripping of spit and everything they're just wet like they're gelatinous yeah and they went back to that design which was from the very beginning because it gives that womb feel that 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 breeding feel that it's all about breeding it's all about procreation Mm -hmm. i mean to the point that like one of the major scary pieces in every single movie is these face fuckers you know they're literally detached to your face and stick their hoo-ha down down your throat and like breed through your face like it's it's so on the nose as far as like breeding and violation and alien rape and all the things right yep and they went back to that feel (laughs) sigourney says this line at the very beginning she says when she's kind of just waking up out of being Frankenstein, she says, she'll breed, you'll die. 
And I'm like, oh, she just oh, gave yeah. us the synopsis yeah. of the whole movie. Like, literally, that's yeah. all you have to say. Like, scene, like, roll credits. Like, that's what it happens. It's about breeding and world domination. That's right. all these aliens care Absol- about. Well, and, and, so it got back to that, which I liked. And then also just using this species yeah. um, to do what you want with it, which is what mankind has done to creatures Yes. Since the beginning of time. And women to some extent. And women to some extent, which is why that pivotal moment of when that alien is screaming and that's her child, that moment just got me. It was like all of a sudden you are empathizing for everyone except the man in that moment, the alien, the mother, the woman, and who's creating this mess, this male scientist who's just, it's like masturbatory to him. He's Mm -hmm. like, look at this masterpiece I've made and everybody else is suffering, right? So it was really interesting. Loved, I loved that piece of it. Before we get to Alien versus Predator, I have some facts. Right, we almost forgot facts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes, let's do some facts. Wait, hold on. We got it. You got music to facts. There's facts music. Got it. Alien facts with Bill. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Do you hear that? There's like a guitar solo and stuff. Oh, <laughs> alien horror effects. I love that. Nice. Number one. What was the alien's blood made from? Mmm. Okay. Number two. Why did Ridley Scott choose to change Ripley to a female? Got it. Number three. Who involved with this franchise helped design or played a very big role in designing the massive alien queen? And this is a two-parter. And how many operators did it need? Yeah. 400. Number four. Why did conceptual artist Ron Cobb, who came up with the alien, decide that it should be, that it should bleed acid in the first film? And number five. In Alien versus Predator, which we're about to talk about, the words alien and predator are never said. Instead, aliens are referred to as what three words? <laughs> Got it. All right. At the end of the show, we will get the answers. What's a fun little game we like to play? All right. Number five. The number five movie, not to be confused with horror facts. <laughs> Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator, 2004. Paul W.S. Anderson, who is most noted for his involvement. He's done like five of the resident evil movies. Like mm. that's one of his it makes big, sense. Yeah. Big thing. And this movie is PG 13. So I FYI, I, I liked this movie. I did too. I liked this movie. I thought 
visually. When we're talking about atmosphere. I thought the atmosphere was cool. Right. I loved the cast. I loved how they brought like Bishop's creator back. I thought that was a nice touch yeah. to like show how he came to be. It's a great story regarding like the war between the two species. And again, I keep going back to this. Had a lot of empathy for these aliens. I feel that this movie allows you to attach them the way that they're imprisoned by. And the I like the people too. Yes, like the main character, the female. I Sana I grew to like her, and yeah. So for me, I call this the icy one. This is the one where they're in the yeah. tund- in the tundra. I wish they would have kept Sana Lathan for the next one. But, I know um, that would have been a good thing. I made it a better movie. I thought the story was great. I appreciated the war between the two. The backstory was good. The writing was good. It kept my attention. It was fun. Lance is one of the big Lance. reasons why I like this movie because He's what it what it did that what it did that three didn't do is you don't have Sigourney. So what are you gonna do? How are you gonna connect? That's right. Are you going to do a one-off? No, you're going to get Lance Heinrichsen to carry the carry the bridge and he through was the things, good. and he was fucking good, and he was a main character, and I was very very happy. I had forgotten that. This movie for me is just a lot of fun. It is a lot. I of fun. love the Alien versus Predator. You know, it's like Godzilla. You know, it's like watching these titans these apex predators that are totally made up (laughs) and i i remember i just i like the predator movies too but the predator is so fucking cool and this for me is where the tide starts to turn yes where i dig predator (laughs) like i wanted predator to win okay no that no not me. me because she makes friends with a predator. Yeah. They're like in it together. And he's like, you know, giving her the wounds and matching. And he's got, he's got mythology. He's got a community. He has rules and regs around how they fight. It's very much, uh, it has the indigenous culture kind of vibes to it. And they make friends and he takes her in, no matter how unrealistic you may feel about that. It's like he takes her in and they kick ass together. And she, I don't know, I just liked that relationship Mm -hmm. and the way they took it. And then Alien becomes, you know, this like obsessively breeding kind of, entity which i thought i don't know i just honestly love this crossover idea like Mm -hmm. as a new thing that they tried i sort of i just really liked it yeah i i did too Um, i mean i did think like in the beginning when it first you know these first start to fight i thought how first of all like how does alien just not totally dominate this but then as I watched the fights and the way they orchestrated them, I was like, oh, okay. Well, di- and didn't, <laughs> didn't Predator in, in a way con- control the species of alien to do what they needed to do? Like yeah. they, they, I mean, that's where I still felt like the aliens were essentially the slave mm-hmm. and not the Predator, which is why I think I was still like, yeah, keep, keep breeding. The underdog of the underdog, um, but I did appreciate the pre- the predator is flipping. Cool. I just thought it was super cool. Yeah, because the, in this the alien, you know, it's the, every movie's different, but in this it's like the just the brute force of the predator is a is kind of one of the things I love to see in movies. You know, we are always talking about psych. We all have things that we're that we enjoy watching in characters and just sort of that. That leadership, that community, that I love that when his mask thing. drops for the first time. Yeah, man, and like, so cool. and the and the symbol, sim, 
Symbolism. And the symbolism of that is so yes. cool. And the markings that they do together and all that. I just really liked that whole vibe of it. And, you know, Aliens kind of, for me in this movie, came off like that unbridled, no humanity. They didn't come off great. Yeah. Okay. They didn't have that human uh, they connection. Didn't. They were they were truly the villain in this one. But then we go to uh, AVP Ugh. Requiem. This is where they lose me. 2007. This is the teen horror one. This is, this is <laughs> as I, Shannon would say, they jumped the shark here. Oh, fuck yeah. They uh, bad script. It felt more like a horror film on the CW, if that's a thing, than a sci-fi. I mean, without Sigourney, right? You, you got to do something, but they didn't. This became a pure slasher film mm-hmm. with a teenage cast. This was directed by a couple of brothers who are visual effects producers. And then immediately following this movie, they went back to being visual effects producers. So, you know, they did a lot of music videos and visual. So, uh, I just, um, yeah, no, I wrote on my notes here, Kathy might be able to see, I did not care with an underline under it. That's all I wrote about this movie. I just said I was rooting for predator and aliens. That's it. <laughs> I, I, the re- everybody else could die. Yeah. The fights and stuff were still fun to yeah, watch, but it was terrible, but there was no, you know, AVP had a lot of humanity in it. And mm-hmm. this one, no. No. But then Prometheus. Prometheus. We get Ridley Scott back. 2012. We get Ridley Scott back. We get Numi Rapace. We get Nomi. (laughs) I was watching. I was like, oh, Kathy is so happy. (laughs) We get Idris because I was so happy. Charlize. And we get Charlize. We're both happy. Great cast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Fastbender. Guy Pierce, even in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, Fastbender was really great. He was. David. Man. Such a interesting, well thought out addition to these last couple of movies. I know this is a divisive film for like alien purists and, and it's actually based on a scrapped script of alien five, but I really liked this movie when it came out. And I, I liked the concept of it coming like that. We come from these celestial gods and I also love the ending and how it leads to like our first xenomorph. Like the, the, there's some really great elements the only thing I would say about Prometheus that I was, I wanted more of the original species. So we get a little bit of him at the beginning and then we get about 20 minutes of him at the end, but the whole, the gods and monsters, like yeah. they gave us a bit at the beginning, about 25 minutes left of a two hour movie. I, I wanted a little bit more of the celestial gods. Agreed. I yeah. mean, I could see that. I like the fact that we got back this, this reminded me and it was a, a a prequel to Alien, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. But I liked that we got back to you know a team in a ship. Yes, that are pretty androgynous. Now, yes, they have sex more than <laughs> Alien yeah. and all that. They're not they're not as pure there for the money as the original Alien crew. But we got back to a bunch of people on a ship fighting for their lives, trying to figure out what's going on. I just really like that. It's like, if you're not going to have Sigourney and you're going to, you know, and you're going to do a prequel and you're going to, and it's Ridley Scott. Like, I just really like this movie. I did too. And visually let's talk about atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, I would say this and the original alien are my two favorites. That's fair. I mean, I like AVP because it's just a hell of a lot of fun, but, but these two, this and the original are kind of my two that I would rewatch like i would rewatch the prequel and the original in order i would i'd say that that's pretty accurate i I mean i i always go back between alien and aliens but 
and then Prometheus. You jump straight to that. It's a great movie. Yeah, like if you wanted to do it in chronological order, you could watch Prometheus, Alien, then Aliens, and you have a trilogy, right? And then there's Covenant. And then there's Alien Covenant, where I lost consciousness. I just put, my only comment, fine, but not needed. (laughs) I wrote the twins. (laughs) I mean, mean, really interesting ideas. Had that, it was still Ridley Scott. Uh, It had those interesting kind of slow thoughtful lots of fast bender yeah lots of you know, contemplation lots of um, jason and david twist a twist and a half you know in the plot as far yeah. as what you're gonna do but man was i bored it's pretty boring it wasn't needed they, they really could have stopped after prometheus either. oh yeah they could have but now we're getting one in 2024 which is one of the reasons why i wanted to kind of catch up is that we're going to get a new Alien movie in 2024. Is it a prequel? Hypothetically, I don't know. Okay. So you we'll want to know out. some answers to facts? I do. What was the alien's blood made from? Um. Well, I know that the guts and stuff was made from like the local slaughterhouse meat. So I don't know. KY jelly and food coloring. Oh, there you go. That's fun. This is green. <laughs> Yeah, the goo, right? And then yeah. they're always having the people put it between their fingers and make it like so you can know it's sticky. I'm Gelatin. Like, I'm yeah. like, that is very sexual, honestly. KY Jelly. Yep. Number two, why did Ridley Scott choose to change Ripley to a female? Because he met Sigourney Weaver. To be in juxtaposition with the alien and to make her survival surprising. Yeah, that's a hoity-toity reason. He met yeah. Sigourney and said, that's it. Well, that's a little bit of projection. That's what he says, actually, on the commentary. Well, I don't doubt that. <laughs> like, they hadn't found it. They spent a ton of time trying to find it, and they just it's, hadn't it found it. It would have been it. a whole other movie with a male lead. I mean, just that's just the story he tells. Yeah. Like, you know, who knows? Number three, who involved helped design or was a big contributor to the, the, the development of the massive alien queen, and how many operators did it take? Operators... Six, and I don't know. James Cameron and 14 to 16 operators. I guess that's why they, he got to do the second movie. Yep. Number four. Bastard. Why did conceptual artist Ron Cobb, who came up with the alien, decide that it should bleed acid in the first film? I don't know. Because Dan O'Bannon was struggling with why the crew wouldn't just shoot the alien. <laughs> like, we have to... Like, yeah, like... This is gonna be, we need to figure out... What the fuck? Yeah, or otherwise everyone's going to be like, why don't you just shoot him? That makes sense. <laughs> and then number five, in Alien versus Predator, the words alien and predator are never said. Instead, aliens are referred to as what three words? Base fucking fools. Ooh, I like that. But it's things, creatures, and serpents. Serpents. That's pretty cool. I just looked up. Uh, it's set to release in 2024 in August of 2024 it's produced by ridley scott directed by fide alvarez who did don't breathe Mm. it's called alien romulus is the working title let me see if i can find something else about here oh alvarez directed 2013's evil dead not this most recent one but the one before that's interesting Look at Shannon giving all these horror facts. (laughs) So, yeah, one of the many reasons why I wanted to catch up on my aliens is so that I was 
you know, so that I knew what was going on going into the new one so I could be purely judgmental. Excellent. (laughs) You know, thanks, you guys, for, you know, continuing to stop by. Please follow us on our social media. Consider becoming a patron. Leave a glowing review for us on Spotify or iTunes. You know, give us some feedback. Let us know what you like so that we can continue to do more of it. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.